Hello, thank you for choosing to listen to Theme Park Films Podcast. We are Carla and Holly, two friends from England, who will ride the movies, watch the film and give you our thoughts. You can find us on at Theme Park Films on Twitter. Oh, and just one more thing. If you are driving whilst listening to this podcast, please keep your arms inside the vehicle for the duration of the show. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Theme Park Films. I'm Carla and as everyone joined by Holly. Hello. And this week we are discussing Terminator 2 Judgment Day, aka T2. And it was released on the 3rd of July 1991 in the USA and the 16th of August 1991 in the UK. But because we're back to our normal format now, we are going to just talk briefly on the ride and we'll focus on the Orlando one. They were all pretty much the same, as I understand. T2 4D opened on the 27th of April 1996 and it closed on the 8th of October 2017. So it had quite a long run in the park. I mean, were you sad? No doubt you were very sad when it closed, thought it had its place. We should just keep every theme park in some sort of time warp or were you okay for it to go i did wear a black armband but only for a day this time so (laughs) getting better fly over and start protesting or anything i didn't chain myself outside it like i would have done with jaws had i have had the opportunity the rumour for the replacement, it hasn't been announced, but the strong rumour online, I looked it up just before coming on, was um, it's going to be a Jason Bourne-style ride or attraction. Oh, God. I mean, I don't mind. I'm not a particular fan of the Bourne movies. I think I've seen the first and possibly another one. They're all right. Again, this is what I always go back to. Why are you doing it? now that everyone's over the Bourne franchise. Like, they did this with The Simpsons. They did it after The Simpsons has had its day. Like, everything is too late to the party. It is. It always just feels like they just hang around and go, oh, is it going to be a success? Oh, I'm not not sure. And then when the fifth bloody film's been made, they go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, let's do that then. Yeah, I can't imagine many people being hugely excited by Jason Bourne I mean again it's probably just it's fine but is fine good enough you'd be like that's all right yeah and are you gonna queue up hours to go on it no you're not do you remember the Terminator attraction vaguely I mean I remember it just being actually incredibly dull and going in there for a sit down get out the sun (laughs) the the actual show I thought was very good. I mean, it did get dated, but it was the pre-show that was the problem. So I understand why they have pre-shows. It's to keep you out of the sun whilst the others are watching the actual traction itself. But it was so dull and went on for so long and you were standing during the pre-show. And yeah, you're in a nice air-conditioned building, but it just, you know, it just dragged. So that always really put me off. And for me, I mean, it wasn't even like, you know, for example, I mean, I wouldn't even say it's, you know, like Shrek, you have to do that, don't you? 
I mean, you go in, I mean, it's to me, it's, it's mildly interesting. I mean, this, going into this was just, it was a waste of my life. The thing is, it's not even that I'm not a huge Terminator fan. I don't mind Terminator. But, you know, it was it was one of my dad's favourite films. He loved Terminator and he used to find the pre-show. A dedicated fan, yeah. A dedicated fan hated the pre-show. Says a lot. It really does. I mean, that's that's bad. Nearly as bad as the pre-show for Twister. <laughs> Oh, that was just great, where you had Bill talking to Helen, but they were obviously in two completely different locations, so they used a split just screen. the most bizarre thing ever. Awful. The attraction itself, I thought, was really cool, where you all sat, so for anyone that's not been on it, you sat in a great big auditorium, you see Terminator on the screen, played by Arnie, and then all of a sudden he pops out the screen on the motorbike and he really is there. Now, obviously, it's not Arnie. It's a lookalike. <laughs> imagine, imagine if it was. His career really plummeted when his job was literally to do about 50 shows a day. I mean, he's not Johnny Depp. If it, you know, if Johnny Depp had been Terminator, he'd be permanently popping out the screen. He loves doing that, doesn't he? Honestly, you're lucky to get on Pirates of the Caribbean and not see the real Johnny Depp. He's permanently hanging around him. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's, it was clever. And especially for its day, I can appreciate probably, surprisingly for you, I think it has had its moment. I, I think it looked didn't look as impressive as it, as it used to look. Yeah. But, yeah, I think I would have preferred to have seen something a bit more exciting. But it's not been confirmed, so it could be, could be something else. We don't know. So... Onto the film. It starts in a wasteland and we hear Sarah Connor on a voiceover saying that three billion lives ended on the 9th of August 1997. The survivors called it Judgment Day and now there's a war on machines. Tell you what annoys me, nothing to do with it really, but they spell judgment without an E. How do they? I think it's the American spelling. It's like the colour purple. It's spelt wrong. Is it? Well, because it's spelt the way they spell colour. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant purple. No. <laughs> I was like, do they? How do they spell it? <laughs> Jeez. Right. The computer which controlled the machines called Skynet sent two Terminators back in time to destroy the leader of the human resistance, John Connor, that's her yeah. son, played by Edward Furlong, and he was he was a right old heartthrob. Hey. Yeah. Oh. I remember in school, we used to, in our, like, form room, I guess you call it, we were allowed to put posters up. Our teacher mm. allowed us to put posters up. It was just covered in Edward Furlong. Oh. He's had a lot of, uh, lot of drug problems. They all do, don't they? Apart from the Harry Potter kids, because in Britain, we don't big them up. That's what it is. They don't get fawned over here. They probably went back to school and they probably got picked on, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, you know, not, not endorsing that, very against bullying. But, you know, I just think over here, no one would treat them the way that a child actor in America would be treated. And I think that shows in the fact that, you know, they might have personalities you don't particularly like, but they're all grounded adults. Yeah, none of them really. None of the main three, anyway. 
I mean, Ron went and bought an ice cream van. I mean, come on, Ron. I mean, that's how wild it got. That is literally the most wild thing he, he did. And you never saw any of them even coming out of, like, nightclubs or anything, did you? No. Hurling abuse at people. Yeah, no, there was, there was none of that. No one challenging, like, the paps to a fight, like Justin Bieber style. Nothing. Yeah. And it's because they're British. I'm telling you, British kids just stay on track. <laughs> Because people here would deliberately pretend they didn't recognise them. Yeah, they would. I think you're right. We've solved it. You need to get famous and then move to Britain. We'll sort you right out. Yeah. Give you a real complex. If anything, you might become depressed. Yeah. (laughs) I I take it you haven't seen Terminator 1. No. But I kind of told you the gist of it. You get the gist. Yeah. Okay, so the first Terminator was to strike in 1984, the year he was born, and the second was sent when he was still a child, but the Resistance was able to send a protector. Then we see Arnie with no clothes on. Yeah, yeah. Through his eyes, we can see that things are scanning. So, you know, that gives you the impression he's obviously obviously a robot of some kind. When this film was out... Did people think he was good looking? Mm. I don't think they thought he was good. Like, did your mum? Oh, no, I don't think so. My mum liked Michael Douglas. Can you ask her, though? Well, she's not here. I mean, I don't... Do you want me to pop round her house? When you speak to her next, just maybe just get her thought. I will ask her if you really want me to. Watch this space. Yeah, I do. <laughs> but, no, I think she only had eyes for... Michael Douglas, and still only has eyes for him. So watch out, Catherine. Yeah. Because Carla's mum's on the prowl. <laughs> or, you know, even if her, some of her friends, you know, did they like him? Would... Well, I know what one of her friends was mad on Gene Wilder. Oh, my God. Oh. Well, let's not ask her. <laughs> oh, OK, I'll, I'll put it out there. OK, thank you. And let us know on on uh, Instagram and Twitter if there's any, you know, ladies above the age of, well, probably about over 50. Let us know. Oh, man. Yeah, anyone. So he walks into a bar and takes the clothes and bike off of a biker. I thought this was odd because I said it's very lucky. This film could have had a bit of a different twist if he'd have been like dropped off outside of like a country club and had to take, you know, someone's outfit from their golfing clothes. <laughs> In his plus fours. Yeah. In his golfing shoes. Yeah, like he, he got dropped off at pretty much the right place, didn't he? It was lucky because he got clothes that he looked damn cool in. Yeah, he 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 takes the clothes and and bike and they try and fight him off, but they realise it's not possible to hurt him. I did actually write here. Sorry, I watched this film two months ago because we were supposed to do this one a little bit earlier, and then for some reason we ended up switching around and doing the specials first. Don't remember why. There was a reason. But I did write here. The man didn't look big enough for the clothes to fit. Did you find that? Since you've only just watched it. Yeah, I'd agree with that, yeah. So another naked bloke appears and he takes the police officer's car and clothes and looks up John Connor's details. And surely there'd be more than one John Connor. It's not the most uncommon name, is it? (laughs) I mean, obviously they couldn't change the surname because they had to follow on from the first, but they could have made him, 
I don't know, some wild name that no one would have. Yeah. Montgomery or <laughs> Quentin Connor or something, you know. John is listening to Guns N' Roses whilst living with his foster parents, which I liked. And actually, the, the Guns N' Roses song in this, You Could Be Mine, Arnie appeared in the video for with the band. Oh, that is quite cool. As his character. Yeah, he appeared, he appeared in it as a Terminator. And I think, well, he went and scanned them all and then he got to Axel. And I think it said like he had to destroy him or something. And he said, it's not worth the ammo. Oh. And walked off. It was, it was really cool because Guns N' Roses at this point were pretty much the biggest band in the world. So, Oh, very yeah. cool. Yeah. Hmm. And then John rides off on his motorbike. We then cut to John's mum, Sarah, who's in a psychiatric hospital. She thinks a Terminator from the future was sent to kill her and the father of her child was a soldier sent to protect her, which I think was true, first film. Speaking to a psychiatrist and she asks him how his knee is after she stabbed him in it. Yeah. She asks to be transferred to a minimum security unit as she has behaved for six months. Yeah. She says she now doesn't believe in Terminators. He says he doesn't buy what she's saying. She pleads, saying that her son is in danger without her and attacks him and he's bundled out. Yeah. Can we just say, sorry, very, I think this happens before that scene. The guy, the, one of the Terminators, goes to try and find John Cooper, doesn't he? Knocks on the door. John Connor. I don't know who John Cooper is. That was in Terminator 3. <laughs> it's because it's thingy, isn't it? It's the mini. John Cooper. Um, right. Anyway, <laughs> not him. And he knocks on the door and he says, oh, have you got a photo of the boy? And then the mum says, yeah. And he looks at the photo and he goes, he's a good looking boy, isn't he? Can I keep the photo? <laughs> if someone knocked on your door, even if it was a police officer and they said that, you'd be like, that is a bit weird. Be a, yeah, you'd find it a bit alarming. By the way, there's there's five different Terminator films. This is the second of five. And I believe they're making a six. Oh, joking aren't you i think i've seen the first three and the third one wasn't good so i think i gave up so the terminator spots john and follows him into an arcade just at the same time as the police officer bad guy does the friend warns him that a cop is looking for him also this was a bit silly because it's like you know they were asking the the other one the cop terminator was asking about mm. you know oh does anyone know who john is and blah 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 and they were like yeah john's just walked down there and it's like I, I, you seem to live in quite a big town probably wouldn't know each <laughs> people we'd probably be like no who's that wouldn't you but uh, they all and there's only know. one person called john in the whole whole place john is not one of the most common names ever yeah it's in biblical times so arnie comes towards him with a gun but he shoots at the policeman and Arnie protects John. Now, I wrote here, why do the two Terminators, and they obviously know they're both Terminators, why do they continue shooting at but, each other when they know that bullets aren't going to destroy well, them? Well, I had that question throughout the whole film because even at that point, even if you didn't really know and you shot him, they continue to do it again and again and again and again. Hundreds of times throughout this film, they start shooting at each other. Yeah, 
We know they're indestructible. Shoot me. You know, what's going to happen? Absolutely nothing. Mm. So John rides off on the bike with the police bloke chasing him. And by now, he's in a pickup truck behind him. And Arnie is on a separate bike behind them both. He grabs John and pulls him onto his bike and the truck blows up. But after they've walked off, the Terminator walks out. Now, Arnie really should have predicted that would happen. He knows by shooting him repeatedly that he is a Terminator. He knows that that wouldn't be enough to kill him. So check the wreckage, I would say. <laughs> yeah. John asks him to stop the bike and then asks if he's a cyborg. I really didn't like him now. Just from this point onwards, did you like him up until this point when he was John Cooper? I didn't mind him that he was quite cocky and a bit, you know, I didn't mind that of him. I didn't like it when he, he was sort of trying to be a bit, he tried to be funny. That's what it came across and it wasn't. <laughs> Not a comedian. Never went into comedy, Edward Furlong after this so he explains that he's a machine under a human exterior and he says that his mission is to protect him and future john sent him to protect himself he says the policeman is a t1000 which is an advanced prototype of the current terminator he rings to warn the foster parents and arnie does this by mimicking john's voice and tricks them by bluffing about the dog's name. Tells John, sorry, your foster parents are dead. In fact, I don't even think he says sorry. He just says foster parents are dead. He just says they're dead. That was it. I think that was literally it. We then see that the foster mum was actually the policeman. Oh, this... And that was weird when our arm was like a big old like knife, wasn't it? Yeah. And of course, what we didn't mention was in the attraction, those knives used to come out at you in, in you know, 3D. So we then he then says he can disguise himself as anything of equal size and form knives from himself. Very advanced. Very, yes. He shows Sarah pics of the Terminator in 1984 and says Sonny's missing. Yeah, so then she, she loses her sh doesn't she? <laughs> so, yeah, we're back in the psychiatrist's office and uh, she doesn't speak but grabs a paperclip of, I don't know, chaos ensues. Woohoo! Have your drink. John then causes a scene when he realises that Arnie basically has to do everything John tells him to do. And this is where he got really yeah. cocky, didn't he? Yeah. So he's rude to a bloke who tries to help him and then gets the Terminator to hurt the bloke, which I thought was really not funny. Don't do that. Don't do that. He says that, in it, doesn't he? Don't do that. Does he? Is that your impression? It was good, wasn't it? Mm. <laughs> Orders Arnie to help get his mum. Yeah. Annoying character number two. Yeah. <laughs> the policeman goes into the hospital and comes out of the floor and morphs into a different cop. Oh, this was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, he kills him, doesn't he, at the coffee machine. But to be fair, he's the one that licks her face, isn't he? Yeah, I think so, actually, yes. So he deserved it. Well. No, oh, too much. Maybe not deserved it. 
Maybe not that much. Maybe maybe he deserved just to scald his hand on the coffee. Yeah. A bit too harsh for my punishment. Such a brutal way, yes. Disguised as the other bloke, he walks around looking for her. So then she holds a needle to some bloke's face. Yes, with with, with the like with bleach in it, doesn't she? Yeah, that's so it. She she takes sort of hostage the the doctor with this sort of bleach in his neck, and she does do quite well. You know, she really gets quite far and stuff, and then obviously loses it at the last minute and doesn't look backwards. Mm. So someone jumps on her, and then she sort of kicks him, and then she sort of starts running away, and then. Arnie and um, John are there. Arnie and John are there. And just previous to this, John had made Arnie promise not to kill anyone. So he just shoots out the security guard's kneecaps instead. Yes. Comedy moment. And then they come running round and she he shouts, Mum, and she just ignores him and runs away. Well, I think she sees Arnie and runs away from him. But then the, then he comes around the corner and she goes, Mum, he shouts Mum, and then she just continues to run away. She does. He says the infamous line, come with me if you want to live. That's it. John convinces her to go with him and Arnie stalls the cop. Why didn't they lay on the floor in the lift? Yeah, what a good idea. Yeah, because he was trying to, he was sort of, Dagging as you know, putting his hands through. He was putting his knives through. If they'd have laid, I mean, obviously, you know, it wouldn't have guaranteed he missed them, but he would have had, you know, yeah, further to to stab down because they were just like ooh ooh and like moving all out the way. Don't bother. And I don't know why Arnie was bothering to move out of the way. That won't kill him. Just take it. Yeah, take one for the team. Doesn't matter, does it? He's indestructible. Yeah. So. After much kerfuffle, they get away in a car and she tells John he can't risk himself, not even for her. She was really rude. She, she, I don't particularly like the, the character of Sarah Connor and I know it's going to upset people because I think she's quite a, a popular character, but I, I didn't really warm to her. I thought she was awful. And I think, <laughs> you know... Regardless, you could have just had a conversation like you've just seen your son and she just is like, I don't need you. I can look after myself. And I just thought you could just say, thank you, but we need to protect you. You, know, you could have just done it in a much nicer yeah. way. So he, he gets upset and wells up and Arnie asks him what's wrong with his eyes because obviously he doesn't understand human yeah. emotion. She asks Arnie how Skynet is built and he explains in 1997, machinery military took over the human decision making. Dyson is the creator, multitasking. First, he's doing vacuum cleaners. Now he's uh, doing this. Yeah. So Dyson will kill humanity. She goes off to some bloke who's an old friend, and he's kept loads of weapons for her in an underground bunker. Yeah. And she says she's going to wait until night to go over the border to Mexico. We then see John messing around with Arnie, trying to get him to teach him what crying means and how to high five, etc. We see a bizarre scene where Sarah's watching herself and then you see it's a dream. She wakes up 
and sees no fate carved into the table and then goes off. I didn't get that. Didn't get it. I'm sorry if I'm not clever enough to get symbolism, but that meant nothing to me. And it didn't become clearer later on either. I agree. John tells Arnie that they need to stop her from killing Dyson. And Arnie says it may prevent future war, but John says it, he doesn't care. I don't understand why he didn't want her to stop him killing I him. I don't know. I just thought actually it's quite a good idea. Just kill him and then it would have been done. Oh, well, there's probably some reason that we don't understand to do with space-time continuum and all sorts of stuff. But he died anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> God, people might not have seen this really old film. There might be people like you, Holly, that have never seen it. She's shooting like a maniac at the Dysons. Terrible shot. I mean, for God's sake, woman. Eventually, she shoots him in the shoulder, but she can't go through with killing him. I didn't really get the point. It's like she goes there, she starts shooting away at this, you know, the whole family, basically. Mm. And then when it comes to crunch time, she doesn't want to do it. Yeah. You know what's going to happen mm. in the world. So uh, no offence, but I think he deserves to be killed. So Arnie and John rock up. John gets Arnie to cut his arm off to show that he's a cyborg. He tells them what the future holds and that he will ultimately be responsible for three billion deaths. Goes to destroy it, the chip and files and takes them to HQ to do so. Needless to say, Dyson ends up getting shot. So everyone's safely away and he lets off a detonator. We then get the infamous I'll be back. I have to be honest, I missed that. <laughs> Which I have to say was a little irritating I missed that. I didn't mean to miss it. I don't know whether I, I don't know what was going on at that point, but I did miss it. Slipped into a coma. I even, yes. And at one point I even was like, when, when am I going to hear the famous line? Yeah, already been. So I missed it and, yeah, I didn't hear it. So he shoots them all in the kneecaps and the disguised cop arrives, chases them in a helicopter as they're in a van. She's shot in the leg. The helicopter crashes and now he's in a truck. The truck crashes and Arnie destroys it with molten steel after loads of fight scenes. It goes on for ages, doesn't it? It does. Arnie then says that she must terminate him too. Yeah. And John's upset. Even though he's known him, the you know, literally he's known him five minutes. <laughs> to be fair, though, John is stuck with his mother. I mean, wouldn't you want someone else involved? <laughs> true. Yeah, you know, true. I might have begged him as well, to be honest, if I was in John's shoes. Yeah, yeah. Arnie tells him that he now understands why he cries. So I guess that's your emotional part ticked off. Yeah. She lowers him into the molten steel. And I don't, I think this was meant to be touching, but I found it funny that he gives her a thumbs up as he's melting. My thought the thumbs up was for the boy. Oh. <laughs> we then finish with a voiceover of Sarah saying, a machine can learn the value of human life. Maybe we can too. Oh. Getting political at the end, Sarah. She was so annoying, wasn't she? Hmm. And that is Terminator 2. So, as I understand it, Universal only had the right to Terminator 2 at the time, which was why the ride was based on 
the second rather than the first. Ah, it just wasn't very, it wasn't me. Not your cup of tea? No. That's fair enough. Occasionally, you know, I I don't mind a film which you suggest. Okay. You know, I, I don't. It's just sometimes you just, you know. Do you understand what the concept of this podcast is? I didn't suggest it because I wanted to watch it. I suggested it because it's part of... I, I know, but, you know, yeah. some, you know, like we have films where, you know, obviously we're always going to have to do them, I know, but, you know, sometimes we'd watch a film and you'd be like, you know, you might quite like this. You know, like The Birds? Yeah. I wasn't looking forward to it, but actually it was a bit of a laugh. I quite liked it. This... Oh, but I never told you you would night Terminator. I knew you wouldn't. No, you I didn't. never bigged it up. Yeah. No. That's fair. I stayed quiet. A little too quiet. That's how I knew. <laughs> I was afraid. Um, yeah. What did you think? I, I don't mind it. I don't know if it's because it used to be on a lot when I was a kid. Like, my dad used to watch it a lot. Yeah. So, you know, again, I don't I don't like it. I probably wouldn't choose to watch it. But if it was on, I, you know, I wouldn't rush to turn it off. I could have it on in the background. I kind of feel like... The same way about Terminator as I do Indiana Jones. It's fine, but I probably wouldn't choose to watch yeah. it. See why people like this film. I can understand why they do. It's just not really something I can get ultra excited about. But we have had a lot of shout outs for it. So if we go to Instagram first, we've got Vicky Bruce Lee says that film is bang rang. Is that I think it's good. Oh right, okay. What the kids are saying nowadays. <laughs> Bangarang, Holly. Uh, Will from Hey Down in Front, who does the voiceover to our trailers, says, James Cameron sucks, but I do love me some tea too. At Wulong Talks, which is Britpod scene podcast, which he highly endorse, says, best that Arnie has ever done, in my opinion. Groundbreaking visual effects and a great story, a classic. Gentleman's Disney says, saw it four times when it came out in the theatres. Practically have the script memorised. Oh. You two couldn't be friends. <laughs> Good one. This Day in Sci-Fi says, amazing. Too bad marketing had it had to make it obvious that Arnie was good. Otherwise, you really wouldn't know until we pulled the shotgun out of the roses and said, get down. Obviously, I don't really remember the marketing for it, but I, I mean, he was bad in the first film and then he turned good. Mm. So I guess... I guess they shouldn't have given it away in the trailer if if they did do that. Yeah, they should have kept it a secret. We've got our number one fan. It's it's Lyle, and he says, "I think the film is good, but the ride was painful and unnecessary." Oh, hmm. I'm glad he didn't overreact. So on Twitter, we've got at Bad Reception Podcast says it's an endlessly quotable, stupidly fun, heart pounding and perfectly executed action film whose effects and sci-fi concept have held up remarkably well. Our mate TV in space from Brickpod Scene says the chase scene on the motorbikes is how I teach speed time graphs. He's a teacher. Oh, okay. And our other friends at Britpod Scene, literally friends, because it's the Friend Zone podcast, said this was the first film I used to educate my wife on how an action movie should be. So no, no comment there. 
So, is there anything that you would like to add at this point? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think I've, think I've made my feelings pretty clear. Yeah, I think you have. We're going to get some more people upset, like you upset those nice people about the Lost Boys. Now we're going to be doing it all over again. More yeah. apologies for me to hand out. <laughs> so you can find us at Theme Park Films on Twitter or Theme Park Films Podcast on Instagram. Alternatively, you can email us themeparkfilms at hotmail.com and find us somewhere on Facebook. We are the proud creators of Britpod Scene, which is a collective of British podcasts. Please go and follow Britpod Scene on Twitter, where everything we retweet are the shows that we endorse. And you can head over to BritpodScene.com for a list of all the shows involved. So thank you very much for listening. And we will see you in the next one. Bye. Theme Park Films podcast is part of Britpod Scene, a network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.